0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: Me personally, like I said, I don't really like to speak on um, what's going to take place. I just like to go out there and perform. Um, you know, the work, the work's being put in by me and I know a lot of other guys. So, right, right well, you know, when we touch the field, it's on us to go prove it. It's on us to go do it. You know, there's really not much to talk about. And that's how I just, that's how I feel about things. You know that the the media, the media loves to talk and loves to spark stuff up. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, if we don't go perform, then it's on us. If we do go perform, then it's on us. So that's that's what we got to do.
0: I think Cruz is trolling me with all the Kylo Murray sound, but it's listen. It's not that I don't like Kyla Murray. Everybody has put me in a corner on Kyler Murray because. They're raving about him like the next Patrick Mahomes. Instead, let's see it. I just saw another stat CBS Sports put out Gardner Minshew, the only quarterback to have, I think it was over 20 touchdowns, under 10 picks, and over 230 yards average. Only quarterback. Didn't see Kyle Murray in there. Very cool. Did Very not cool. see Kyle Murray. That's awesome. Hey, stop lying candidate.
1: Stop lying to the audience. Stop lying to the audience. This has nothing to do with Kyler Murray. This has everything to do with your infatuation. And I and I say infatuation with all due respect, which means no respect. This has to do with your infatuation with Gardner Minshew, okay? Because as soon as I brought up Kyle Murray that one day, and it was Kyler Murray versus Gardner Minshew, now we're here. It's it's a sickness. I think you should get some help. I think you should talk to somebody. Just saying. Maybe. Maybe. You don't you, you, you don't want to see that you don't want to see him make it. You just want to see the Gardner Minshew make it. That's you know, not, there's really not much to talk about, and yeah. that's how just, that's how I feel about things. Yeah, you that know, the the media the media loves to talk and loves to spark stuff up. Tell but uh, you know, at the end of the day, Dina if we don't go perform, then it's on us. If we do go perform, then it's on us. So that's that's what we got to do. It's gonna be Brent Martin's new ringtone right there. I can't wait. <laughs> it, it should be my yeah. new
0: ringtone. I don't. Yeah, I don't care what anybody's saying. Is basically what he said. I, I mean. Listen, Kyler Mori might be great, but can we at least, like, see? Can we at least just see? That's not what we do, Brent. You know that's not our job. Uh, yeah. You know that's not our job. I, I still have a hard time. Find me a, <laughs> find me a player that put up the numbers Kyla Murray put up in his rookie season and then became this, like... Hey, uh, going to win the MVP, going to be the great Is next young quarterback. The second year? You talking about? A- after what he did. Like, he did pedestrian stuff. Like, it, it was pedestrian. Lamar Jackson? He, he was not getting that kind of love, man, going Lamar? into last year. Lamar Jackson wasn't? He wasn't. Okay. I, we saw somewhere in the, um, remember when we did the quarterback rankings the other, like last week or sure, something? Yeah. We saw Lamar Jackson was the 30th. Yeah. But, 30th. But, but the, who, that was not a Phil Simms. Don't listen to that dude. Don't. Was don't that Chris that, Sims? Or
1: Chris Sims, I mean, yeah. Don't, don't buy into that what that guy's got to say sometimes,
0: okay? Because he has Gardner Minshew. He has your boy at what right now? Somebody, hey, do me a favor. Look what this up, got? okay? Okay, okay. And it doesn't have to be answered right this moment, but look this up. Good answer right Was now. Lamar Jackson yes. 16 to 1 or higher to win the MVP? Last year, before the season started. Okay. So we and that's a hard thing to find. So 2019, 2019 MVP, MVP odds. Like, you got to go back to find an article, though, like prior to the season, you know? Yeah. So, like, week one NFL MVP odds.
1: Yeah, sure. That's fine. If I can find it. Okay. Uh, that, so
0: you look at that. That's some hard homework. But I'll try to see what I can do here. Yeah. Uh, I need you to pay attention to this, too, because it's a big story <laughs> yeah, at the University of me. Florida. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this is a big story. You know, think about their traditions in college football and there are many of them and it's what makes college football some of the traditions some of the chants some of the songs the fight songs the the alma mater's songs the all of it right uh all around the country Like, you don't get that as much in high school. Like, I don't feel, I didn't know my alma mater and all that stuff in high school. I think I was supposed to, but I didn't. You get that so much more in college and mostly because of college football. You don't get it because of college basketball. You don't get it really because of college baseball or anything else. You get it because of football. Mm -hmm. Well,. In the the last few weeks, with so many things changing—Confederate flag in NASCAR, uh, Confederate statues coming down, maybe high school names being changed uh, here in the Jacksonville area, uh, like uh, Lee High School—you know, I'm just trying to localize a little bit. But we all know the scope of what has gone on with protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, and the attention brought to some of the things that, quite frankly, we didn't even know about Mm -hmm. at, at at one time or maybe not know enough about, and that's where listening and learning and being educated about some of these things comes into play. Uh, so much so, the NFL uh, has uh, will acknowledge Juneteenth uh, as a holiday, mm-hmm. and the offices will be closed. The Jaguars will close their offices tomorrow. I think a lot of businesses are, are doing the same and following suit. So these are all examples. Well, a couple of weeks ago, the song The Eyes of Texas yeah. became – a target as well. Say, hey, that that's, that shouldn't be played mm-hmm. uh, in in Austin. Well, now Florida, and I don't think there was an outcry for this, mm-hmm. but the president in an internal review said, "Hey, we're no longer allowing Gatorbait, the cheer at sporting events." Yep. And the quote here is because of historic racist imagery associated with the phrase. And and honestly, that forced me to look up. And I think a lot of people to look up okay well what's what's the connotation here, correct and well, first of all, thanks for actually doing some research.
1: They're not just saying, "Well, this is dumb. I don't know why they're doing this, like at least you looked up like why
0: we're talking about it. You I, know and, what I'm saying, and, and here's the thing for me too. There is no emotional or sentimental attachment to that for me. I'm not a gator. I understand that a lot of people are Florida gators, and this is what they grew up with, and they might not understand the connotation. They might not, but that means football, man. That means Saturday afternoon, and that's what it does uh, for a lot of folks, right? Uh, But the reason why internally they're not going to acknowledge it anymore is, uh, according to this ESPN article, and uh, Andrea Adelson did the article, and she actually Uh, references the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia, which is at Ferris State University, says the term alligator bait was also used as a racial slur against African-Americans in the uh, late 1800s and early 20th century. So it dates back to that. Mm -hmm. And so the University of Florida says, hey, we're we're not going to do that. Uh, We're going to eliminate that and, and come up with something different. Is the eyes of Texas gator bait... These things that have become almost institutional at these colleges and on Saturday afternoons. Is it good we're going back and looking at the history of them, what they could mean, the connotations? Is it too much? Yeah. Is is it fair to even say that in today's climate? What is too much? I mean, uh, let's get rid of anything that, that would reference slavery or African-Americans in a negative light, uh, any slurs. Uh, yeah. It, where do you come down on it? You can speak to it better than than I can. Yeah. Uh, as as a black man, what do you think about things like this? So once again, you
1: know, I I saw the article obviously, and then was it the president that came out and said like we don't really? It, it, it was a weird verbiage that he used, where it was like we're not really sure where it comes from, but we know that it, it's it, it offends people or something like that. That's kind of what he. And obviously, I'm paraphrasing here, but that's kind of what he got at. So I'm like. Well, then I, I don't understand. proactive in this way. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I'm like, I don't really understand then. And then obviously doing some research behind it, and it's like, oof, yeah, okay. So, you know, where do I stand on it? So I'm not a fortigators Gators fan, okay? And I didn't grow up with the culture. And it's such a slippery slope here, Brennan. It's such a fine line because... I don't know what percentage of society, I don't know what percentage of the students on campus who are black, I don't know what percentage of the faculty there who are black think that, you know, that's a derogatory term, that that sparks imagery um, of violence, obviously geared towards young uh black children, babies, if you will. So I don't know the percentages. And maybe it's not right to say, well, you know, if only 3% are offended, well, then What's the big deal? If 10% are offended, well, then maybe you should do something. You know, like, I I don't know where we draw the line, but but I'll say this. And once again, I don't know, Brent. I don't know who's offended and who's not offended. When I read it, I'm not going to lie, really messed up. Didn't want to read that, you know, like didn't have to read that today and then have a good day about it. And then that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a yeah, little bit. Yeah, if you bit. read the history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, not, not, it's not related to Florida. Not related to Florida. But related or, to or the or term. Or probably even the chant, but with yes. the, the, the phrase gator bait. Yeah. So after reading it, I'm like, oof, man, that's uh, that's not good. And you know what? I, and I can I can see both sides. I can see a side that says, you know what, we grew up with this song. It's one of our favorite uh, experiences of going to the, you know, the swamp and chewing. That, that's tradition. How are you gonna take away tradition? And I can see the other side where if you're a black student on campus and, and this gets brought to light, it's like, well, this is kind of awkward. It's even, kinda uncomfortable, e- yeah. e- even though when you sing the song, it's not geared towards that. Even though when you sing the song, people aren't thinking about alligators eating, you know, black children. But that's what it's. You know, that's what it's tied to. That's now.
0: a connotation. Yeah.
1: Someone has tied that to that. So I don't have the answer for you. I, I wish I really did. But I'll say this much. You know, like, obviously, I have a lot of Murray State pride, you know, and I love my alma mater. I probably talk about him way too much on the show and gearing towards the audience. Nobody really cares. But I love Murray State University and I love the Murray State Racers. If for some reason our fight song, or even like the name "Racers" for its not obviously racist, but if, if it was racist and if it offended a group of people, then you know what, man? Then change it, you know? Because like I—I don't—I guess I try to do my best to make sure people uh, are not comfortable. Like for, for instance, you know, like when when you're dealing—you know—the the, the term has changed over the years, but uh, and, you know, and obviously I know one, but so but the term "little person." Right? Well, a long time ago, it was the M word. Okay. And I'm not even going to say it, but it starts with an M. Let's just say it like that. Okay. And even in wrestling. And even in wrestling. And they still use it. And, you know, I would say 10 years ago, everyone used that word. You know, it was Mm -hmm. on TV. It was in movies. They still use it in wrestling. Like, it was just what you said. I mean, it was on cartoons, I would say. So maybe five, maybe four years ago, whatever it was, all of a sudden I was like, hey, man, you can't say that anymore. And I wasn't the guy that was going to be like, well, why can't you say it? I've been saying it since, you know, I've been saying it since high school. I can't say it now. Why you can't say it is because a group of those people are offended by that term and they don't like it. That's all I had to hear. And I'm like, okay, I won't use it anymore. Simple as that. Not a big deal, man. You know, because I'm not going to – I I have no problem changing that up a little bit just to make sure some people are comfortable. And I get it. Once again, where's the line? Where do we draw yeah, the, line, the line? Right? Well, I And mean, again,
0: it's really hard for us. We're not attached to the universe. Exactly. We're not Gator fans. Yeah. So, like, we don't have that emotional attachment. I yeah. get that side of it. Sure. I do, especially since all – it's not like if – if you knew that – it, what it was, and you knew the reference point mm-hmm. to the late 1800s and the early 20th century, and you, you applauded that. Well, that's different. But I, I would say nobody knew. Sure. I, I don't think anybody knew.
1: Exactly. And, and then I'll say this I mean, and I get it right now in terms of, you know, the the, the, the racial injustice, you know, and the Black Lives Matter. Listen, I, I get right now it's the trending topic. Yeah. And I get right now it's the hot button issue. You know, the, and then there's a lot of, um, black things being brought to light, you know, but I would make an argument that I'm sure there's a lot more people offended out there right now at the Washington Redskins because they've been on record how many years now saying to change that name, to change that logo, than there are people at the swamp singing the song Gator Bait.
0: Yeah, and that is an interesting part. I I don't want to leave this uh, just for a moment because a Gator fan uh, passed along this article It's on Gatorsports.com, and uh, Pat Dooley actually wrote this And I'll just read a little bit of it, but uh, he mentions Lawrence Wright, uh, who played in the mid '90s for the Gators, and he is kind of the one that helped make it famous. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, "If you ain't a Gator, you Gator bait, baby." Yeah, you know, and that's kind of how it came to life uh, a bit. Now Wright, who is black, says the Gator Nation is a culture too. It's not about what happened way back in the past. How about our culture? Me and the president need to sit down and talk about this. Mm-hmm. This is what he tells Pat Dooley in this article. Uh, he says, I'm not going for it. I created something for us. It's a college football thing. It's not a racist thing. It's about us, the Gator Nation, and I'm black. A powerful rebuttal to it, sure. Um, well, and and almost, that, I mean, uh, yeah. But, go but ahead. not everybody's going to agree, right? Exactly. This
1: is where we're at right now.
0: I, I would say this though, and I don't know. It, this is hard. This is putting people in, in difficult uh, positions at times. To where do you draw the line, right? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? What You know, what is what, (laughs) quite frankly, which sounds like nothing, but you're kind of saying what is what? And I I said it, I kind of say this sometimes, say, hey, if you hesitate, don't go. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. If you hesitate, if if you're driving and you hesitate to go through uh, that green light that's about to turn yellow, don't go. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what this is a little bit. If it makes you pause and say, hmm, there's a reference. We've, it's been brought to our attention. It's references uh, African-Americans in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Well, I think most people right now, given the last month and given the fact that change has been sparked and things are going to continue to change. I think most people are going to say we're not going forward with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, if if you hesitate, uh, we're going to side on this side of, uh, of the ledger mm-hmm. and. I would only say this, though. I wonder, because this interesting article uh, that got brought to our attention about Lawrence Wright in the mid-'90s, who really helped uh, evolve Gator bait, why wouldn't they maybe discuss with him? You know, why or, – or some other folks that have been in the program or big players We're, in the program is at least have conversations?
1: Not wor- I mean, yeah, conversations are great Brent, but this is just like – this is – the optics are just like on Twitter, where one guy's saying one thing, and he's like, well, hey, I created this thing, and that's not where it came from. That's cool, and that's one person's opinion. But you have other students out there that I'm sure are like, well, hey, I don't want to go to school. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just... It the, 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 there is no perfect way to go about this, no, man. And, and,
0: and, and it's the But frustrating I think you thing. always say communication. We always say yeah, communication. No, for what's let's talk wrong with, before yeah. releasing this stuff, yeah. what's wrong with having a conversation with no. Lawrence Wright? What's you know, wrong with having, having a conversation with Percy Harvin? What's yeah. wrong with having a conversation with Emmett Smith? What's wrong? Find your African-American Florida Gators, yeah. influential or not. I yeah. mean, however, I don't know how you find your 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 group yeah. of But let's of be fair, though. Players. But they're
1: all invested, though, because they're former Gator football players, of course. Of course they grew up with that song. Of course they're going to support it because yeah. they they I mean they they played underneath those lights. So of course they're going to have their school spirit and their school their school pride. I'm just saying if there's students on campus that have an issue with it, well that's different then. You know, and once again, I, I I wish I had the answer for everybody. I wish I could say, you know what? Uh, if five percent of people are offended, then it's okay. Yeah, it's, what's uh, the formula? But, but, but yeah. there's not, man. So it, I don't know how many people are offended or not. I didn't know what it meant until I looked it
0: up. Well, here's the thing. If I think in it, this is just reality, mm-hmm. right now in America, if there is one person offended, mm-hmm. it's too many. Sure. And I'm by the way not here to say that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'm just saying that's i, I think the, way the it new is. reality right right now mm-hmm. and uh I, again there is i don't I, I have no problem with this but i'm not a florida gator mm-hmm. like there's not an ounce of me that's a florida gator mm-hmm. like i i have no emotional attachment whatsoever mm-hmm. uh to the university to the athletic programs um it, it's going to be these kind of stories, these kind of moments, these kind of changes, uh, the pivots, if you will, with some of the traditional things that happened, especially here in the South, Yeah, uh, I think are going to be contentious at times. Um, and and we'll, we've already seen it here. If, if you followed this story this afternoon, uh, this news out of Florida uh, with the term gator bait has been in very mixed reviews. Yeah. And, you know, I get it, man. Tra-
1: tradition is... Tradition is a slippery slope to me because everyone grows up with it, it's ingrained in you, and it's hard to change. I mean, this is this is where the frustration's coming from, I think, from a lot of Gators fans, right? Because it's not like, well, when, when we chant Gator Bait, that gives us a, an advantage of winning. No, nah, I mean it's a chant. It's a song. Like let's it's it's a it's but a the cheer. band gets into it. No, the people I, get into it, the crowd comes no, to life. And, right? and I get it. And listen, every university has one of those, Brent. Okay. Absolutely. But it, Exactly. But it's just it's the it's the people that are the alumni it's the former players that are like listen i grew up with this okay i yeah. went to games and cheered this and i never once thought that you know i never once thought of you know babies getting ate, eaten by alligators i never once crossed my mind i was trying to cheer my football team so I get that, man. I absolutely understand that point. I guess just where I'm coming from, and I'm trying to put it like where I can relate to it. And like I said, I mean, if the Racers logo, if the, the the way Racers fight song, if the Wisconsin Badgers canceled the jump around, which is a very famous thing in college football, because for whatever reason, when when the House of Pain sings that song, there's some derogatory language that people got offended by. I don't know, man. I I I guess I'll just have to move on and be like, you know what? The times are changing, and it is what it is. I'm still going to be a fan. And that's how I look at it. But I understand not everybody shares my outlook.
0: Well, the other thing that's interesting here, we have seen, and this is strong. I, I, listen, Tom Petty, strong ties, obviously, to Gainesville. Oh, yeah. But they have just put in a, a new tradition in the last couple of years, singing at the end of the third quarter. That's mm-hmm. become huge. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And it's only taken like – Two years, mm-hmm. so it also is, an, I think, evidence that things can change and things can change quickly, and we adopt new traditions, if you will. And and I think people are all on board uh, yeah. with that. Um, you uh, nice Bob Dylan reference, by the way. Times are ah, changing. I see
1: you, man. I hope you can pick up on that one. <laughs> Great right with the Bob
0: Dylan poll. Good for you, well, man. Well, I had to think twice, but I was like, ah, oh, man, that would be. I know it's not, but wouldn't have been so great right there if I was transitioning to Tom Petty. Oh if I was no. really a Petty it's song. A petty song. No, no, Bob Dylan, man. <laughs> no, but, nah, it's not him. Props um, to you for knowing that, though. I'm impressed. All right, so listen, I'm. I, I think this brings up something that you mentioned, and Kuz mentioned it earlier, actually, in a break. Will there be this new resurgence? For the Washington Redskins, which which obviously uh, is a Native American connotation, which for yeah. a long time, a long, long really decades, mm-hmm. has been a battle, has been protested, peacefully yeah. protested, sure. but really to no avail. Mm-hmm. And to some places they have been. Some other colleges have changed their names. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, even the Atlanta Braves uh, have had protests for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But I think the Reds, Washington Redskins... Has has really been paramount. Has been kind of the the front pages of that battle, but really hasn't changed much. We're seeing so much change in our country right now. Would this be the time for the Redskins nickname? I to mean, change?
1: Not. I mean, listen. Let's call it like it is right now, Brent. It's 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 Black Lives Matter right now. Okay, and and as messed up as that sounds, listen. I think it's extremely messed up the fact that Native American people out there have been trying to campaign against the Redskins name for a long time now. And if you think about it, if you do the research on it, the term Redskin is a derogatory term. I'm not sure if I should saying it to tell you the truth. I'm sure someone just got offended me saying it. You know, like that's how messed up it is. And they've been campaigning, you know, for a while. But to be fair, and let's call it like it is once again, I don't necessarily see a lot of black people supporting them. I don't see a lot of white people supporting the Native Americans saying, hey, let's change the Redskins name. I don't – all I see is one race of people trying to fight that battle, and they've lost, obviously, because the Redskins are still called the Redskins. So I guess it's a little ironic, though, and I, listen, I'm not trying to compare the things right now between Native Americans and black people. I'm not trying to start that war at all, man. We're all on the same team. Don't get it twisted. But we obviously see everybody starting to to um, rally around Black Lives Matter, right? And it doesn't matter your race. doesn't matter your creed. Everyone's on board. It doesn't matter your skin color. And they're all doing it for one cause. I wonder when the dust settles a little bit and the smoke clears out is, you know, when things hopefully do change one day, we can take a look at Native Americans and see what what they're all about and seeing. listen, the term redskin,
0: it's a derogatory term. Let's go ahead and have their backs like they had our backs, maybe. Here's why I wonder if you get a little momentum, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, uh, black, the black community has been asking for change on a lot of things for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. People are really listening right now. Correct. We are seeing things change. We are seeing things change on a daily basis right before our eyes. Are we seeing debate about some of that change? Yes, we are. But the bottom line is we are seeing change. And that's why I wonder, and I understand the Washington Redskins nickname doesn't necessarily have to do anything with Black Lives Matter movement. But I – like in a sense to me the Black Lives Matter movement is – While it's about black lives and black community, it also is about change in the in the in. It's about right versus wrong and right versus wrong. You put it better than me. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if people see this as an opportunity for the Washington Redskins to say, hey, you know what? Look at what's changing around you. Look what's changing all over. Mm -hmm. Look at high schools are changing. Confederate statues are coming down. Confederate flags not flying at NASCAR races. Mm -hmm. Uh gators are changing gator bait Mm -hmm. Uh, eyes of texas might not be a song i mean look at what's going on daniel snyder washington redskins this might be the time like and they might by the way have more of a an opening uh Mm -hmm. the the window might be open to do that uh maybe more than ever before Mm -hmm. given what else is going on in our country right now i don't know that i'm just curious about it if that could be the case
1: it's a very great point, Brent, because what do we always talk about now on this show in terms of receipts and learning our history, right? People are getting educated every single day. People are learning, um, you know, that new term, new slangs, you know, they're they're, they're not appropriate. And um, people learn that some kind of traditions have to go to the wayside in, in order to evolve, in order to prosper as a society. Obviously, the Washington Redskins are a very storied franchise, and we're at that point right now. And once again – Take away the Native American connotations. Take away the Black Lives Matter. It's about being right or wrong. And you can go and ask yourself, do you think the Washington Redskins and that team name and that logo, is it right or wrong? And it's as simple as that. And I would say, you know what? At the end of the day, if there's a group of people out there and a big group of people, not just a couple, okay, not just a university, full. We're talking all around the country that are offended by it
0: then maybe it's time. I've always found it pretty interesting, and maybe now it brings it to light even more. I'll just say this about the Redskins in particular, about the Washington Redskins organization. Think about one of their most popular players of all time. Think about a man that is now in their organization and has been in the front office. Yeah. Is Doug Williams, mm-hmm. right? And he is one of the, the proud Washington Redskins players. Obviously a black player, black quarterback. Now you have a minority head coach yeah. in Ron Rivera. Uh It's it can't fall on deaf ears mm-hmm. in Washington. And I know it's again, I know it's been a conversation for a long time, but I wonder if some of these things all adding up, plus looking around their own building, mm-hmm. brings to light. You know what? This is the time to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, sure
1: we'll, with, the, with the, the, the NFL, too, right, where they seem to be on the player's side now and everything like
0: that. And they're starting to come around. Well, well, I think that's an interesting part you just said. I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it. We don't. There are not um, many, uh, if any, Native American True. players. Yeah. And so it's not a movement. You know, what's being seen, at least in the NFL, is mm-hmm. this movement by players, by black players. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that. Like, that, that's probably, for the Native Americans that have protested that for years and years and decades and decades, mm-hmm. they have not had that on their side. That's a good point. They have not had the Native American players. There have been uh, um, some Native American players. Sure. But not uh, –
1: A lot of Native American players. You
0: you don't see a lot of outrage, obviously, in NFL locker rooms. No. Yeah. Yeah, And that might be part of the equation. Sure. But also, what have we said from the start Mm -hmm. uh, in the last couple of few weeks to a month? Right or wrong? Right or wrong. And if it offends people, Mm -hmm. what's the right thing to do? There you go. Uh, So uh, it, it certainly could be... Man, uh, a time for change.
1: deep conversations every single day with you, Brent Martin. I'll tell every you one
0: man. Every day. Yeah. Uh, this is a big one, by the way, in Gainesville. Don't lose sight of that. Without Again, a I mean, it's, a, it's a huge conversation in Gainesville around the country for Florida Gator fans. I think they wrestle with this one uh, what quite you, a bit. What do you foresee happening? Oh, I mean, they've Gee. said what's happening. So, but I mean, but I'm saying, do you see
1: conversations and maybe minds changed or I, not?
0: I think uh, I think Florida Gator... What, what could... Could you have, like, hey, we... Uh, like Lawrence Wright coming out and saying, "Hey, we got to have these conversations. This shouldn't mm-hmm. be stopped." I don't know if there's going back. Mm. You know, yeah. this isn't like a seesaw here. True. I don't think this is going back, and I also would say I think Florida Gator fan uh would also they don't might not like it. But I'm trying to think, like, what could they do to say I don't like it? And they could start their own chant. But you got to remember with this chant, especially, I believe, um, and again, I don't raise the pom-poms for the orange and blue. Mm -hmm. But, I I mean, the band is a part of this. I mean, you get the whole place right. It's not like four people are going to start it and then all of a sudden. I don't think. I don't think. uh, Will we see that at a game? Heck, we might not even have fans at a game. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, um, something to watch. But I think this will kind of just say, hey, all right. We're not doing that let's come up with a new tradition yeah uh during that spot uh, and i think that's what florida gator fans will have to do uh, according to the university hey what's the latest on major league baseball the back and forth continues and uh, it's been very public we seem to know a lot of the details we'll give you the latest on uh, mlb's return if it's happening is it still trending in the right direction it's next on espn 690 plus what have you picked up in the pandemic it's time to share some responses as well 16 teams, potentially, uh, if that was, that's where the, the final number lands on, and I think that would be especially appropriate for this year to widen the playoff field, given the fact that it would be a shortened season. Uh, you could still play it within the current framework that we have, although that first round, how would you like to be like a number one seed if you're the Yankees, uh, you're the Dodgers, and I'm speculating on this part. I'm assuming that first set of games is going to be like a best of three. <laughs> so it would be like number one seed against number eight seed, uh, you know, potentially playing three games in a four game window before you move on to the next round. That's Buster only. Here's that, Brent. The Yankees
1: are out. No, I'm
0: saying there must be a big favorite. I didn't hear, hear the Red Sox that conversation. Sorry to hear it. Red Sox, uh, not probably in the conversation of being a favorite, but maybe because of the shortened season, we can sneak in as an underdog. Now we're talking. How are the Red Sox supposed to be this year? All right. No, no. Not really. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, they lost yeah. Mookie Betts. Yeah. Uh, Sale, I think, is having... I think he had... Is he out? I'm pretty sure he had Tommy John. Okay. <laughs> That's how, so how much I've been paying attention. Um, <laughs> All those walks, I hear you. But, yeah, they're not supposed to be great. Like, they, they were... I think in the power rankings, and I had to, like, double take this, but I think they were, like, 17th. Okay, gotcha. Which is really weird, yeah. you know? And they still have plenty of money on their books, but Price left, too, you know, with the Mookie Betts mm-hmm. deal. So, yeah, they they... They are not supposed to be very good. I, All right. I've got to be honest with you. Condolences. If, let's just say, uh, the Red Sox, if they were to somehow do really well Ooh. And, and and win in a 60-game season. By the way, on
1: CBS Sports came out two days ago, the Red Sox power rankings, <clears throat> 26. 26?
0: 26. Like, they almost should get 10 spots ahead just for the name, the Red Sox. Oh, I'm sorry. This is rating 30 aces. Like the I guess ranking
1: the aces by team. Sorry, man, I'm I'm way off. My yeah. bad. Okay, anyway, get over yourself over there. I'm just talking about the
0: power, power rankings, man. Hey, CBS, stop quick baiting me. You got caught. I did. not But anyway, what I was saying is, if Major League Baseball would, if the Red Sox say surprise team people, mm-hmm. and they do well, and they go to the play, I've got to be honest with you. In a sixty-game season, I'm not really sure how fired up I'd be. Like I know this is an asterisk season. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure how, like, genuinely good it feels for any team, but especially a team that would kind of come out of the blue. Now, ask me again in, like, September, and it's fun to watch them, and they're doing well, and they're surprised to be almost playing like a little Cinderella road. Sure. How can the Red Sox play Cinderella? But, yeah, it kind of feels that way. Well, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. And and I just want, I don't know where our mentalities will be in September and October after a 60-game baseball season or 65 or 70 or whatever we fall on. It'll be interesting as a fan of the sport or a fan of your team, how you feel. Like, did we forget that 100 games weren't played? Does it matter that 100 games weren't played? Uh, It'll be a little bit of of an emotion that we'll probably know once we get there. Here's the latest uh, from Jeff Passan. This is a couple hours old. I'm really, uh, you know, Jeff, I'm getting used to, you know, every couple of minutes an update. These two-hour time frames going by, I want more. (laughs) Uh, The Major League Baseball Players Association has finalized a proposal to MLB for a season in the neighborhood of 70 games. MLB's proposal is for 70 games. Sources tell ESPN includes a split of playoff revenues. Now we're getting into the dollars. Mm -hmm. While the league is unlikely to accept this proposal, (laughs) of course, it's close enough for optimism there will be a season. Whether it's via a deal or MLB setting a shorter schedule. Here's some other details. 70-game season, July 19th to September 30th, $50 million in playoff bonuses, 50-50 split of new postseason TV revenues in 2021. I don't really know what all that means. It sounds like the players are asking for more than they usually get. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness of salary advance for Tier 1 through 3 players. Again, True. don't even quite understand it. <laughs> I think this is the biggest one that casual fans will. Universal DH. We're going toward a DH, That's good. and I think the DH from twenty to twenty-one. You know, I, I used to. I'm such a baseball traditionalist. Mm-hmm. I really don't mind the difference in More leagues, baby. Let's go. But I also don't mind the D, the DH. If I'm if I'm really digging deep and being honest with myself, mm-hmm. the DH makes so much sense. Thank you. It does. Welcome, Brent. Welcome to new school baseball. It's great to have you. But I'll say this: this is one of my hesitations. The National League to manage in the National League to play in the National League involves so much more strategy because of the pitcher being in their lineup, mm-hmm. and I like that. I think a manager should have to manage. I, I we 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 don't manage anymore. We babysit, we take care of egos, and we read whatever the analytics guy sent us. Sure, that's what we do in Major League Baseball. Yeah, so. It's one more step of taking away managing, uh, but I think it's probably the logical conclusion uh in Major League Baseball. Mutual waiver of grievance as well. That's a big thing for uh, both sides. All right. Within the last hour, this is what came out mm-hmm. for MLBPA Communications. Holy cow. Can you make the print a little bigger? <laughs> uh Here it is. Here's the quote from Tony Clark, who is the uh, executive director of the MLBA, MLBPA. That's the Players Association. In my discussions with Rob in Arizona, Rob Manford, the commissioner, mm-hmm. we explored a potential pro-rate framework, but I made clear repeatedly in that meeting and after it that there were a number of significant issues with what he proposed, in particular the number of games. It is unequivocally false to suggest that any tentative agreement or other agreement was reached in that meeting. In fact, in conversations within the last 24 hours, Rob invited a counter proposal for more games that he would take back to the owners. We submitted that counter proposal today. Here is what I don't understand about this. Why? Why is this playing out in the public? Like I'm kinda glad it is. Thank you for letting us know what's going on. It's a, it's 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 only fru- watching you guys' inability. It's only frustrating me, Brent. I wish they wouldn't to get a deal done. Yeah. Like this is I feel like I'm watching The Bachelor. <laughs> is somebody gonna get a rose? Yeah. Yeah. Like I seriously feel like I'm watching a late night T V show. Why is this stuff going back and forth? Mm-hmm. Like, this does not happen in our world. Again, yeah. the NFL and the NFLPA, they might say they met. Yeah. That's but, it. But you're not getting
1: in-depth tweets of, like, well, he said this, and they said this, and, and then he said this. And every day from I the know, commissioner,
0: man. from the... What are you doing? I, I don't what, get what they're doing. What are you all doing? Like, I don't get why what? they're making it all our business. And again, I'm, in my business, I'm a fan that they're making it our business. I just yeah. don't understand it. But here's the thing, though, and... Listen,
1: I mean, this game has been around for how long? Okay? There's people making a lot of money Brent that are advisors that are supposed to come in and say, "Hey, is airing our dirty laundry is it going to help the game or is it going to hurt the game?" Like where
0: where where's the accountability? Well, I I guess what what the only reasoning that it makes sense to make it public is for posturing, is for public perception, yeah. is yeah. for public belief. But let me ask you this. Good luck with that. Has it helped anything? No. Like, has the fact that initially we all called the players rich, spoiled brats for not wanting to play. Then we said, you know what? Those players have a point. If you ask me to take 70% of my salary away while you're still making millions and billions, they might have a point. Mm -hmm. Screw you, owners. Mm -hmm. That's what we said. Then we're like, just a couple weeks, what is Rob Manford doing? Now he's the GOAT of this thing, and I don't mean capital letters and now i'm just back to blaming both sides because so so my point in all that we've ridden the roller coaster over a month and as a baseball fan which i am mm-hmm. nobody's winning like no, i'm not picking a side the, so airing your dirty laundry and the dirty negotiations is not helping in the posturing phase you ever see the movie mean girls uh, I've seen parts of it. Yeah, I know. What, okay, I, mean, I know what movie you're talking about. Actually,
1: Manfred is literally R- Regina George writing in her burn book, you know, and writing all this crap. Oh, <laughs> this and and, 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 and this. no, man, you 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 aren't an, an adolescent teenage girl. You're the owner. You're the commissioner of of a professional league. So let's start acting like it. Let's not get on Twitter and and be petty. I don't have. I mean, listen. Once again, good for us. We can talk about it. But I'll be honest with you, Brent. The more stuff that comes out, and then the more pettiness that I see, the more I'm just frustrated with the game of baseball. I I, I really am. Like, do you, do you? And once again, it comes down to caring. Do you guys even care or not? I, I, if you care, oh, you know what? I don't think about caring. Just lie to me then. Don't even say anything, and just lie to me and say, yeah, there there's positive conversations going. That's all I need to hear. But when I see all this dirty
0: laundry, it's frustrating, man. Because it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I, it's great to get that perspective from you. And I think a lot of fans feel this way too. I don't get there. Like I understand, listen, man, there's a dirty side to business and, and maybe I just accept that. Maybe I turn my other cheek on it. Maybe I don't put my feet in the ground as much as I should. Maybe I'm even a little bit naive to it. I like the sport of baseball. I say this all the time. I, I, I don't need baseball right now as much as everybody else says they need it. Mm i got my kids to play. I'm heading to watch them play down in southwest Florida for the next week. That's good for me. Now, I'd love to watch baseball games. We we like to watch baseball games as a family. We learn watching games. It's cool to see Jose Altuve play and, and others, Mookie Betts and the rest of them. And I also believe that everybody gets a little over dramatic. I've said that many times. Like, oh my gosh, you're missing out on this next generation of fans because you're not playing the first two weeks of July. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, you're, the, the, nobody's ever going to come back to the sports like '94 or '1981 all over again. Don't buy it. I don't think that's true. Uh, are you damaging some of the optics of it? Well, do but, you, do you turn off some hold, fans? Hold on, though, yeah. no, Brent. I mean, let's be honest here, though. Is the NFL getting more popular? I, I here's my view on the NFL. Okay. Is it getting more popular? Yeah. No. It's reached a saturation point in the United States. It can't get any more popular. Okay, but it's still the most popular sport. Oh, without question. Is the NBA getting more popular? NBA now is getting more popular because of the global globalization of the sport. Is the MLB getting and more actually more popular maybe in the states than ever before. Is the MLB getting more popular? No, but it's not because of this. It's because they're morons in the well, way they try to transcend hey, their sport. It doesn't matter how we got here though we got here, didn't we? You know what I'm saying? We did, but my point is this isn't doing more to that or or less to that. Uh, Again, my my argument continues to be that even if we played on the 4th of July and fireworks and hot dogs and hamburgers, they probably still wouldn't put Mike Trout in prime time Mm. and tell kids to watch him or or in the afternoon or whatever. They'd stick the Angels on some – you know, regional network, and so only people in Anaheim know who Mike Trout is. Yeah. you know, And I, that's, like, sensationalizing it. No, I get but you. But my point is they've done a horrific job of marketing stars. Ugh. Like, their NBA has done a great job over the years. Correct. NFL does a great job of it as well. Yes. Uh, and and parity helps in the NFL as well. There's a bunch of reasons why the NFL is king. Even golf has done a better job of Major League Baseball, of marketing its stars. And, of course, Tiger has carried that mantle, but others are following suit at times. It's just – I just don't think they're smart enough. I don't think it has anything to do with them bickering back and forth why baseball is where it is from a national and international perception.
1: I get what you're saying here. See, I I guess where my frustration – Is more than anything right now, it's the fact that they're not playing because they have an opportunity to be really the only show in town. Now, yes, you have NASCAR and the UFC and golf and everything, but like you mentioned it, Trout doesn't get a lot of love. I agree with you. I mean, he's the best player in baseball, doesn't get a lot of love. I absolutely agree with you. Most underrated athlete, in my opinion, in the world. Yeah, fair enough. But, you know, like... I just think of, like, the next generation, Brent. And, and maybe you have a better idea than I do because your, your kids are obviously at that age now, right? I mean, you, you go to traveling baseball, you know what's going on. But I also know, like, how I came up as a kid and, and how I gravitated towards certain sports and everything. And with baseball, like, yeah, it was about the highlight. Well, if you look at social media right now, like, this is the social media era where all you need is like, one grand slam. All you needs one 500-foot home run, and you're, you're a star. All you need is to do is to rock your chain on the outside of your jersey, and you're a star. You don't need ESPN to push it. You don't necessarily need all these commercials from the MLB network. What you need is just to showcase your stars and give them the platform. And right now, you're not doing that. So that's where my frustration comes from. Take, for instance, and once again, I'm a homer, I don't care. John Moran. John Moran right now is a big name in the NBA, okay? He was taken second overall. Big name. You think people are actually watching the Memphis Grizzlies play basketball? I haven't, but you see him on Twitter. You you, you see him on the ESPN, you know, top ten plays all the time. So like that's how the brand grows. And I understand the MLB can do more, but the biggest thing that they can do right now is get their guys back on the field in a society True. that is starved for sports.
0: Yeah, I I, I get it. I, and I'll just reiterate one more point on this topic. And I know it's probably if you listen to the show a bunch, which I hope you do, and I thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've probably said this. Uh, too much in the last couple of weeks now, but I I do believe it. And I said it to Jason Fitz the other day, and I didn't really expand on it more. This cry for Major League Baseball to come back in July 4th so they could have the stage to themselves... Hello, July is on the calendar every freaking year. And you know what? They have the calendar to themselves, essentially. Yeah, there's NASCAR. Yeah, there's golf. But there's not football. There's not NBA at that time. In fact, it's the only month there really isn't a football headline. They have that month to themselves, and they kind of – just do with it as they do. It's it's more systemic is a, is a word that's very popular right now. But it's more of a systemic problem than it is a 2020 problem in terms of the grand picture of baseball, I guess, is my point. And it's how they market it. It's, it's, it's how they're getting it in front of kids, all those things. And I think their instant reaction all the time to those is let's change the rules. Let's change the rules. Let's yeah. make it faster. Let's do all this stuff. Well, how about telling us? And putting Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and, and Kershaw and all these guys all out in front of us all the time. Well, How about yeah. branding them like every other sport does? Well, let me ask
1: you this question, though, Brent. And I know we're getting ready to go to break here, but I love this conversation we're having. Because we're talking about baseball. We're, we're talking about the marketability of it, if you will. You bring up Mike Trout. I think we're both in agreement Mike Trout is the best baseball player right now going. Do you agree with that? Yes. Is that a fair comment? Okay. Exactly. How much of it though falls on Mike Trout and his personality to kind of promote himself? Because I bring up fair. a couple of arguments. Ronald Acuna, guy is the next big thing. You know why? Because he's rocking those chains. I know who Ronald Acuna is. I don't care about the Braves, but I know who that guy is. is. Okay. And for instance, Jalen Ramsey, right? Jalen Ramsey was a was a was a. Was a big star in the entire country. Not just in Jacksonville. He was His marketability when he played in Jacksonville was fighting on all cylinders. Everybody knew who Jalen Ramsey was. Why? Because of his personality. Right? Because of his flashy demeanor. Guy shows up in a Brinks truck. He's
0: a look-at-me guy.
1: Correct. Stephon Gilmore last year. Best corner in the league, I would say. Okay? All pro. I'm one of the best defenses of all time in New England Patriots. I don't see a lot of Stefan Gilmore jerseys out there. True. Okay, I don't see a lot of Stephon Gilmores on TV like, oh, Patriots defense, Stephon Gilmore. No. I see more about Jalen Ramsey getting a new contract. So how much of it falls on the athlete, especially in the game of baseball, where it's a little slower, obviously. It's a little more mundane
0: to try to up their brand and up their name getting up there. I think it's a very fair point. You don't always have the guys that are willing to do it and the, the, these personalities. Yeah. But let me ask you. Let me counter with this. How big of a personality... Do you really think Patrick Mahomes is? He's a quiet guy. Yes, correct. He's not, hey, look at me. Look yeah. at me. Look at, I'm Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. My dad played b- b- baseball. You know, I'm the greatest thing go. He is not that. I'll give it to you. Who's made them that? Kansas City's made them that. And, and NFL networks have yeah. made them that. Uh, ESPN has made him that. But Sunday Afternoons have made him that. But, but Prime also, time, the but Shield also has sk- made him that. But his
1: skill set has made him that too. People were all about Joe Flacco for a while. Joe Flacco is as plain as vanilla. But my point is, is when you have Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, you're throwing touchdowns. People love to watch touchdowns. If you're Mike Trout, he's not leading the league in home runs, Brent.
0: All right? I, I he's leading the league he, in almost everything
1: though. But he's, it's not home runs. It's he not the is highlights, Patrick Brent.
0: Mahomes on a on a highlight reel. Brent, people will tune in to watch the touchdowns, but the five tool guy, it doesn't translate well to the TV. I, I get it because we love football more in our society but the point is not the same Patrick Mike Trout is Patrick Mahomes he is it's just baseball doesn't do a good enough job like the NFL does it's just that Patrick Mahomes
1: leads the league in touchdowns and Mike Trout doesn't lead the league in home runs
0: for the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe